Alright, things are looking good here, seeing the stream now. What's going on everyone? And we are back! Welcome to another edition of the Xbox Roundtable Podcast. This is show number 222. Your spot on Sunday nights to just kick back with a cold one and relax to some Xbox talk and a little more from around the game industry. Of course, this is your pal Invader, and I'm stoked here to get into all the topics tonight. We got lots of good stuff to go over. Epic had their showcase for Unreal Engine 5. We'll go go over what we liked from that. Also, 343 Industries, they dropped some info along with a new trailer for Season 2 of Halo Infinite. We'll give you our thoughts on it. And a surprise addition to the Xbox Spring Sale that is making many wonder. Well, we'll be seeing some RTS game announcements very soon for the console. Hmm, kind of makes you wonder. But before we dive into all that, let's get to some of the outros, starting off with Centurion. Buddy, pal, how you been? Doing good, man. Uh, it is Sunday night. It is time to have some fun. Crack one open if you got it. Man, it is time to play some, ga- well, talk games. I've been playing way too many damn games. I was telling Invader, I don't know how I pulled it off this week, but I was able to complete Mass Effect 1, go into starting to play Mass Effect 2, uh, keep up with the events in ESO, um, uh, play a little bit of Godfall, because I am a fan of that game, don't care what people say about it, and I cannot, I have been playing way too much damn freaking Lego Star Wars. That game is absolute fun. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, we were just talking about it before we uh, went live here. Uh, seeing lots of love for Lego Star Wars. You know, seems pretty good graphically. It looks uh, pretty nice with all the lighting and textures. Really impressive stuff for a Lego game, in my opinion. But, yeah, been hearing good stuff. Moving on down the list here, Crusader Buddy. What's new and exciting? Oh, nothing much is super new with me. Uh, just been playing a ton of Skyrim. Uh, modded on my PC and been playing a bunch of Lego Star Wars as well because that game is incredible. Um, so far, it's my favorite game that I've played this year. Um, and Centurion, happy to hear that you're playing Mass Effect, man. Everyone knows that uh, I'm a super duper Mass Effect fan if you can't tell by my profile picture. Um, um, I've completed those games m- m- multiple times. Those games so never good. get o- old for me. <laughs> so good, so good. I, I do a yearly um pilgrimage back to them at, at least once a year. Um, so yeah, you know, I- I'm super excited to be on tonight. Great topics, great topics. Super excited for the RTS topic. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know you are, and to be honest, I'm kind of chomping at the bits to get into that one, too. I find it really interesting, but we'll save it for later on. Yeah. Um, and what else? Who do we got here on the list? Shockley Buddy, Eric, hey, how you been the past week? Uh, pretty good. Not been doing too much, just been trying to fix my PC woes. I don't know what happened with that, but... I can't get to my boot screen to do anything. So it's like, I don't know. I don't know if I have to shell out money to go to, I don't even know if like someone like Geek Squad could do anything with it. It's just like stuck in an infinite boot loop. But oh, other than that. You're still having issues with that, really? Well, I, um, I forgot I had like a spare because I needed to make that uh, USB boot 
uh, bootable. Um, but I think when you plug it into your PC, if your priority is for it to go with the hard drive from your PC and not the uh, uh, the thumb drive, it, it keeps wanting to go to whatever the internal hard drive, which doesn't, for some reason, the Windows is kind of broken on there. So, <laughs> so it's like, well, I can't get to the boot screen to change the priority because it just like won't register when whenever you hit the hotkeys. Like, I think for Asus it's like F8 for desktops, but I uh, tried everything, so I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I'll see if I can figure some something out. But but yeah, I haven't been doing too much. I uh, didn't get to finish Tunic. Did finish Kirby though. That one's definitely dope. So definitely, and I was surprised it had like kind of like a. I thought the I thought I well I kind of beat the game, but then there's kind of like a end game in a sense uh, mm -hmm. where it's even more challenging. Um, so played through that. So yeah, that that one's definitely a dope game. Um, definitely better than Super Mario Odyssey in my opinion. Um, but yeah, that, that's probably the deepest or like most fully packaged Kirby game ever made, easily. So it's it was definitely worth the sixty bucks. So it's funny you say that because yeah. I've been playing through it the past week and <laughs> I've been really enjoying my time with Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Uh, really fun 3D platformer. Right now, I just finished the boss, uh, well, the world that uh, theme park area. So how many how many more worlds are after that? Would you say like areas? Uh, I think there's a total of like. Because. Because after you like beat it, you kind of go through them in a different. They've just been kind of they look different, kind of been reworked. But um, if I want to say there's like six or seven in total. Okay. Um. All right. But yeah, so I mean, it, and they're pretty well packaged, and but yeah, you'll once you finally beat it, and then when you're going through like the worlds again that that have all been kind of reworked, they you know, actually have different boss remixed like names and the bosses look different, like stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's definitely well packaged. It's not just kind of like, hey, these are the same exact levels. And then they just are slightly different. They're like, there's some new things to them. So yeah, definitely uh, pick that one up if you're, if you got a switch and not much to play. So. Mm -hmm. Well, I concur with uh, what Eric's saying. I'm so far really enjoying my time with Kirby. So yeah, if you got a Switch, definitely check it out. Uh, it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun so far. Plus, hey, I'm a big fan of 3D platformers with colorful worlds, and the gameplay is on point. Uh, let's see. Timmy's running a little bit behind from the looks of it. We will get to him later. He'll sneak in. And uh, hey guys, remember we just went live, so we'll we're about to get into the first topic. So definitely share this show out, give this show a a thumbing up, a good like. And hey, if you're new to the channel, give us a sub. Uh, we got a lot of good shows in the past. You can catch up with us, or uh, hey, be prepared for uh, whenever our next show goes live. Also hit the notification bell, guys, for when we go live. Always always good to hit that because YouTube. I don't know, YouTube is kind of weird when it comes to that stuff. But thank you guys in the chat. Already uh, got lots of cool people here. Lemon Buddy, how you doing? Mike from NLG and so on. Lots of really cool people here. 
Alright guys, uh, why don't we uh, move straight into our first topic? Um, earlier this week, Epic Games had an Unreal Engine 5 showcase. Epic showed off new features for it, along with uh, what studios and games will be using it. And, you know, it includes a bunch of Xbox Game Studios. I know that uh, a few of them were showing off there. Eric, buddy, why don't we uh, kick things off with you? Uh, what did you think of the Unreal Engine showcase? Any standout announcements or any, like, standout showcases or features that you saw? Um, I, I guess I missed the part of the, because uh, I was trying to catch up on it. Um, but I think I maybe missed the, like, showcase part. I was, um, I was watching more of, like, kind of, like, the tied up, like, sizzle reel of what they were showing off, like, visually. Um, but that looked pretty dope because um, I think with last gen, you're seeing s some cinematic visuals like get close to that. Um, but then what you notice kind of like in the background, there's just a lot more detail going on. Um, so like kind of like when they had the, you could see like the depth of field where it's showing like the f that fog that's coming in. So um, and the detail in the character. So it, that looks really dope. And we've kind of seen that from um uh, uh hellblade when we for that i mean they backed it up and kept saying like hey no that was actual gameplay when we were saying well it looks kind of staged like doesn't seem like that could be gameplay like we're seeing okay when they do the spear okay that was gameplay but then like everything else wasn't but i guess the dev you know did back that up and corrected people that were thinking that it wasn't um but like we all saw how visually stunning that looked um, so that, I mean, we already had kind of a first glimpse that, and I guess the matrix, uh, demo. So it's, it's great that, uh, you know, we've seen what it can do. And then we know a lot of their studios, the Xbox has like, uh, Redfall is working on it, um, or working with it. So hopefully we'll see that glimpse of gameplay here in a couple months. Um, so a lot of the, a lot of their, uh, projects are already underway with that, um, uh, with that engine so it's definitely i don't know if there's another one that's that's shown off like um that we've seen I don't, yeah because i think all the other ones seem like they're i wouldn't say behind but we haven't seen what they can do um kind of like with unity and frostbite like you know from those publishers like whenever they reveal like their next iteration of their uh engines um but yeah it looks other than i guess resident evil five with the re engine they still do you know make some phenomenal uh looking visuals with like re8 but uh yeah this thing looks like it's a different beast i'm definitely excited to see coalitions hopefully that's them working maybe something on a new ip maybe like just skipping um gear six you know just one game give us one game like a new ip and then maybe go back to gear six um but yeah, um, I'm definitely excited to see what's com coming from their uh, wheelhouse. But uh, yeah, if anyone else uh, checked that out, I, I kind of just looked at it more for the visuals because I didn't, thought it was kind of like what the uh, tech demo they kind of had. They'd done one before, I think, with them um, when they mm -hmm. showed off. Like I think, or I think that was maybe uh, just like visuals or just uh, uh, screen grabs. But um, but yeah, this one looked pretty impressive. All right. 
All right, fair comments. Yeah, I mean, it's easy to skip over some things. I, I had to play catch up as well because I didn't watch anything live per se, but definitely some interesting uh, announcements there. Uh, like you said, the Coalition, they did have a, a cinematic demo called The Cavern. It was an open world tech test. So you saw like this open area. It's like kind of sandy-ish, maybe a little damp in some areas because I saw some water. Uh, there's like windmills in the background and the lighting. The lighting looked fantastic with a reflection coming off like the little puddle. Um, just, yeah, a large world with great lighting, reflections. Um, and then you got this character in the cavern. He's like a bearded fellow. And there's like some kind of monster in a moving cloud that comes towards him. He's holding like this crystal reflects and then the cloud goes away. But very, very detailed character models. Um, I, I was pretty impressed, to be honest with you. I'm not sure if it's like a Gear 6 or Gears of War 6 uh, hint in any way, or if it's, uh, we've. I mean, we've heard for, you know, what, a year or two now that they may be working on like a small new IP, maybe, but it's hard to say. It's hard to say. I would, I would like to see like maybe them doing like some kind of a, maybe like a horror game of some sort, some kind of a thriller. It did catch my eye, though, even if it was a short tech demo. Uh, Centurion Pal, I don't know if you had a chance to check out uh, this Unreal Engine showcase. Uh, if you did, though, uh, do you have any thoughts on it? Anything? Any announcements or uh, showcases to, like, catch your eye? Um, I'm still actually trying to watch the entire <clears throat> Unreal 5 Engine showcase. I mean, that was actually a really, really good look at, I mean, the future of gaming. Um... It is interesting, though, that you bring up the character models and, you know, are, were they hinting at something? I'm more inclined to think that the people that were working on this uh, little demo over at the Coalition probably more than likely had some experience uh, designing for Gears. And so they're naturally going to gravitate towards things because that's what they're comfortable with. Um, I'm not expecting this to be anything more than just a demo proof of concept, uh, but maybe the artist actually just wanted to see the environments that they have been working on for so long and Gears just kind of rendered in Unreal 5 just to see what it would look like with with no intent with it being that, that this is going to be Gears 6. Um, but damn, I mean, when you watch uh, at least this, at least watch the opening of the Unreal 5 um showcase and just to see the worlds that they have crafted right now in i guess what they're calling uh, unreal 5 early access i can only imagine what's going to happen to gaming once the unreal 5 uh engine has been kind of implemented industry-wide across many many developers and it's going to be a great time in gaming um, I'm not trying to steal from Pong, but he's absolutely right. This is the golden age of gaming, and it's going far beyond the reaches of who buys this company and who's making this game. We're actually seeing tech that's going to fundamentally change uh, gaming. I mean, if you haven't checked out the Unreal 5 demo for the Matrix uh, available on most consoles and PC, you're kind of doing yourself a disservice because, I mean, you need to really see what the future of gaming is going to look for us all. Um, this tech demo uh, has me excited. It's great to hear that a lot of studios under the X, under the Xbox banner um, are using this tech to uh, help push their games to the next level. And in the end, 
this is going to do nothing but benefit us gamers and consumers and i'm no complaints in my department all right all right but no that's uh some very nice commentary there centurion and it is good to note like i, I do agree with what you're saying with pong's comments you know this gra well at least on the graphic front um you know it is going to be like mind-blowing um like such a fast forwarding of the graphical leap that these consoles are going to take us i mean like right now we're not seeing it but in a couple of years man like <laughs> some of the stuff these engines can do are gonna be uh blowing us away well it's gonna go beyond getting us hyped as gamers um they're also like there's there is an underlying reason for a lot of trailers that a lot of people don't ever really think about but this is also to advertise to future developers or developers that want to work with today's newest tech this is a way of saying hey over here at xbox we've got the newest tech we've got the next thing that's going to be since sliced bread and gaming if you want to work with what's new and hot uh definitely apply to be over here we've got a lot of studios um a lot and we're growing as a company and i mean it definitely will get some people who are in gaming or want to be in gaming looking that direction all right all right fair point and yeah i mean you look at some of the games here they're using unreal engine 5 uh senua saga hellblade 2 that's been in development for a couple of years now hopefully we uh, see some gameplay for that. Uh, Redfall. Redfall is due to come out, well, actually pretty soon. Uh, summer 2022, I, I think. Anyways, although I, I would not be surprised if this uh, vampire game gets pushed back to like September or, or October. That's just my opinion, but we will see. And even games like Stalker, guys. Like, you, you Do you remember some of those videos for Stalker 2 where... They showed off the character models, the clothing, the faces, and they just went into such detail, like the little uh, bit of uh, like stubble on a character's face, uh, the teeth and so on. It's very lifelike. I mean, um, it's just such an uncanny valley type of thing where it's like, is that real? Is that fake? Like, you know, is that CGI? <laughs> oh, man, just some of the stuff they're able to do graphically is unreal now. <laughs> no pun intended with the engine. Um, but, uh, let's see, Crusader, but I, I don't know if you got a chance to check out anything, uh, with regards to this, uh, showcase event for Unreal I Engine. Did. All right. I all did. Right. Um, I really love industry tech demos. Um, as a computer scientist, um, seeing these kind of things and seeing how, like, the back end of games works is just kind of really exciting to me. I, I know for some people it's boring, but... Um, so th this was very cool. I love the Nanite technology and the Lumen technology. Nanite being the super fancy, um, like, terrain generation, or not generation, but, you know, like, how the terrain looks in Unreal 5 for anyone who's seen, like, all of the previous demos. And Lumen is the lighting system. Um, those both look incredible. But the thing that I'm most excited about Unreal Engine 5 is how quickly it is going to be adopted in uh, in the industry. Now, we aren't going to see, like, the fullness of Unreal 5 unleashed for uh, probably, like, halfway through this generation. Because that's how these things work. It's going to take time for people to develop with all the new tools and all the new technology. Because if you truly want a game to utilize them, it has to be, like, from the ground up from day one 
design. But what's really nice about Unreal Engine 5 versus even its predecessors or most other engines is its portability. They designed it in such a way that you can take an Unreal 4 uh, project and import it directly into Unreal 5, and you can then have access to a bunch of the cool new mechanics of Unreal, which things like Lumen and Nanite, they might not be totally applicable because of how kind of baked in those things have to be. But like the un the new like sound engine and like the the modular sound that that they showed off, that kind of stuff can be applied pretty easy. Um, various things with like AI and um, the stuff that they showed off with I think the they was called like the Metahumans project, the their NPC creation project, that kind of stuff you can implement almost right away, and so we're going to see some newer, really amazing features be adopted maybe within the next year and a half, two years, like really soon. And that's really, really exciting to me. And uh, one thing you can probably assume is any game that you've heard that's been announced for Unreal that's coming out, you can pretty safely assume it'll be an Unreal 5 because of that portability and the extra features they can get. Like... I would assume that Avowed from Obsidian is going to be an Unreal 5, as well as um, uh, The Outer Worlds 2. Uh, the Outer Worlds 2 actually might be, like, in Unreal 5 in its totality from the ground up in it, which is really cool to think about. Um, but yeah, no, I, I was super, super stoked to see this. Um, I, I love seeing, like, that that uh, those tech demos that... Uh, the coalition does most companies do those kind of things internally to kind of test things and see things as proof of concept with almost no um it, they'll never see the light of day some most of them don't even get turned into real games they just kind of do stuff as as proofs of concept but the coalition has been like partnered with epic and releasing these kind of things that they do that they're doing and so it's really cool to get to see these things alpha point was another one that they did a while back i think that was maybe six months ago that that was the the, the first one they did and seeing these things is, it's just so cool and we're gonna get to see some super duper incredible things and probably soon real soon mm -hmm. i hope so um yeah there's a lot of like xbox first party studios using unreal um yeah and actually now you got me really curious about uh, the outer worlds too considering it's uh just starting so yeah everything uh you know it would be an unreal 5 project uh, yeah and anyone who likes the witcher the witcher 4 is gonna or whatever untitled witcher game that was announced. It's going to be an Unreal because they're moving away from their proprietary Red Engine, and it's it's going to be an Unreal, almost certainly Unreal Five. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, and I just remember too. Uh, Arc Two is supposed to be Unreal yep. Engine Five as well. So, and that's supposed to be an Xbox exclusive. So, lots and lots of projects under uh, like the Xbox Game Studios banner, which is uh, interesting. I mean, I know that they really like the engine, but just interesting even compulsion if i'm not mistaken compulsion yes compulsions is ever wild is supposed to be i don't know about um perfect dark 
That one I'm unsure of, but I'm pretty yeah, sure I, I don't know. Undead Labs. I'm pretty not. sure Stay of Decay 3 yes, is as well. It is. Um Cause I'm just going through. I was actually shocked to hear that Redfall was in um, Unreal Engine. I had to do a double take and mm. look that up when you said it because they have the um, Arcane has their own proprietary engine called Void, but it is it, it is confirmed to be an Unreal Engine, which is shocking to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because uh, Void is based on is a fork of um, id Tech. Oh, okay. I I actually didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah, that that's what like um. Uh, the Dishonored games were made in. The really bad Wolfenstein co-op game was made in. <laughs> okay. um, and I think Dishonored was made in it as well. Or not Dishonored. Um, the Deathloop was made in it as well. Okay. Um, and then the odd one out was Prey, which was made with Crytek. Oh, yeah. I forgot about yeah. That. that. Yeah. But that looked pretty good, though. Yeah. So th there are... A, a lot of the industry is moving to Unreal because it's cheaper to use a, in the in the long run to use a third-party engine than it is to de develop your own in this day and age with how many features you need. It didn't used to be the case. It used to be cheaper to make your own. Um, but, like, with how many complex features we have with rendering, especially with, like, uh, ray tracing and things like that, it... It, I, I'm foreseeing a lot of studios moving to uh, at least sharing engines between each other. Like, I think id Tech will be shared a lot within Xbox Game Studios, while Unreal will probably be the primary. Forza Tech might be spread around as well. Yes, yes. Uh, Forza Tech, damn, actually, which reminds me, I, I cannot wait to see... Uh... see Forza, yeah, the Forza Motorsport. I mean, we we technically have we've seen like first glimpses of it, but I'm like I I want to see like I want to see yeah. the official official unveil of uh, you know the more mature engine. Uh, oh, I I hope it's in the the next couple of months. I really do. Yeah, and you know, there's a lot of features that um we haven't seen at the hardware level used yet. Um, that can completely that won't directly make the game look better. It will make the game run more efficient, which lets you make the game, which lets you put more oomph behind it at the same costs. One of the bigger ones is mesh shading with uh, DirectX 12 Ultimate. Um, it, it basically the the, the your, your 3D models, the way they're rendered, they they change the entire pipeline behind the scenes, and they change how uh, culling works, which is a fancy word for anyone who's watching for. Um, basically telling the game if you can't see something don't render it and they, they can do it much more efficiently and much earlier and we, we've seen that used in a couple games so I, i'm hoping we get to see some of that used too we know it's compatible with unreal engine 5 as well it's not it's part of like the background of some of their features so i'm really excited to see those kind of things come out where things that we didn't think were like possible in rendering, like having games running at like 4K, it's native 4K 60 with a, a ton of features like ray tracing, could theoretically be possible with these kind of features. So I'm I'm super excited for the future of what games are going to look like because we're these Unreal Tech demos. I think for the first time are actually representative of what games are going to look like this generation. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the thing, right? Uh, you know, through gaming history, especially, you know, in recent years, we see these really cool uh, trailers, right? And they're just CGI kind of uh, 
demos or trailers like we were saying now it's getting to the point where again these games are becoming so nice looking and detailed and just um almost lifelike in a lot of ways i mean yeah it's um you know they're a lot closer to uh what you know the concept uh videos are and so forth um well yeah another super exciting thing is unreal engine was used in the mandalorian i don't know if, uh, if anyone here like in the audience knows that but unreal engine was used for some of the cgi in the mandalorian so like this engine's going to go beyond just gaming it's 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 incredible you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's true actually yeah there's a lot of uh high utility uh game engines out there right now i mean unreal obviously that we're talking about in the chat uh chio walker the unity demo at gdc was also amazing yeah there's a lot of good stuff with unity as well unity has really impressed me over the years i got to admit um granted i don't have to work with it but (laughs) they acquired peter jackson's um uh like cgi production company not too long ago oh really yeah Hmm. big things coming i wonder yep damn that's pretty good that's pretty good yeah they're involved in a lot of things um like i I originally i I didn't think much of unity i thought that i mean it looked good but i'm glad to see it have uh, this kind of versatility um but yeah guys with unreal engine i mean there are some other cool announcements here uh for example the next tomb raider was announced uh using unreal engine 5 uh being made by crystal dynamics not uh idos montreal so i mean that's pretty cool i mean i'm looking forward to another tomb raider game i don't know about you guys any uh any tomb raider fans in the house in the chat uh you guys on the panel you guys uh looking forward to another t- tomb raider game yes all right. How about you, Centurion? Are you a Tomb Raider fella? Definitely. Um, I've played all the... I guess you would say uh, when they reimagined Tomb Raider, I really enjoyed... Uh, God, what's the gentleman's name over at, uh, over at the initiative now? Daryl Gallagher. Daryl Gallagher. I loved what he did for the Tomb Raider series, so... Um, definitely. I also got, went, just bought some of the older Tomb Raider games on Xbox, uh, backwards compatibility cause they were on sale. So definitely a Tomb Raider fan. Mm-hmm. Right. How about you, Eric? Um, with this, uh, new Tomb Raider announcement, is this something that uh, you'll be keeping an eye on or is it just, you know, kind of cool? <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely good to hear. Um, cause yeah, like I think I got, my parents bought me Tomb Raider back on the PC back in the early 90s, and uh, mm-hmm. I thought that game was kind of trash <laughs> at that time. <laughs> well, I mean, when you go from, like, Mario 64 and try to play that on, like, PC, I'm like, this is just kind of lifeless and empty, at least in the first level, and it just kind of bored me, and never, and I never picked it up again. <laughs> um, and then the character models always looked weird, like, in the, like, later. Like, it was trying to find its... I mean, I guess at that time it was hard to make, uh, you know, good character models. Um, just the way, I don't know, just the way they made her look kind of was weird to me. And it just never, since I had a bad taste in my mouth from like the first set of games from the early 90s, like when they tried to keep it going in the early PS2 days, those games just never 
there's so much other things to play that that just never appealed to me and i don't think it even had great reception like i think they had okay reception during that time um but when this uh the tomb raider 2013 or i guess it was earlier that that's when they did the remaster but uh when that one because i actually even skipped it when it was on 360 i paid it no attention because all the other 360 tomb raiders i paid no attention <laughs> but this one definitely had more of a had more of that realistic look that we started to get from a lot of like the sony studios you know for one for, um like for you know naughty dog or something like that it actually had a lot more realistic look to it not this kind of like cartoony cartoonish look to it um so yeah that's definitely what it was like oh, okay cool I'm, you know i actually am intrigued by this i didn't think I'd ever play a Tomb Raider game. Um, and it was just a lot more grittier, a lot, you know, darker. Um, so that definitely had an appeal. So, and that's why I'm excited with what they're about to, you know, do with Perfect Dark with, you know, with that same Crystal Dynamics team and Daryl Gallagher again, uh, you know, leading the team. Um, so, and I, I finished, I played the first two. I started like the third. I heard that people, you know, kind of, not too happy with how the third one goes so far i'm okay with that one seems pretty good so far but uh i guess that was done by uh uh eidos montreal yeah. Yeah. um which is funny because i think aren't they the ones that did guardians yes okay it was it's just funny because the crystal everybody likes the tomb raider games from crystal but then they did marvel and people hate a lot of people hate that game <laughs> Whereas a lot of people are, you know, kind of, or, you know, don't, or think, I guess, the Shadow of Tomb Raider uh, entry is like mid, but people are praising how good the Guardians is. So, um, yeah, hopefully that's just brings it back to form. So, you know, we get more of the series because um, it felt like that some people's reception to it, the last entry was kind of cooled, cooled it off where it might be put on the back burner for a while. So, um, definitely glad they're you know getting it back out there so um so it makes me think that you know they're they're probably not <laughs> purchasing crystal dynamics any anytime soon um you know if that's probably in like early development um so that might be more of just people like oh thinking they're just giving them a trial run they might actually just be you know hey we need a team and you know your next entry of tomb raider next entry from crystal dynamics isn't coming super quick so hey we're already part way you know halfway into this uh, development this game and that was probably uh you know an offer easy you know offer for uh square to say okay cool well they can just help you bring it home while we're you know it's going to be ways off before their next project is out the gate so mm -hmm. yeah i can see why that deal might have because at first we were like why would they just let them go off and do <laughs> something with microsoft uh, but now that probably makes sense, kind of like a bridge until they're, you know, have more to show for uh, the next Tomb Raider. So, mm -hmm. well, I mean, they're more than just one team, right? At Crystal Dynamics. Yeah, so, that's true. I, I mean, think so, yeah. yeah, so they, I mean, it shouldn't be an issue. But I mean, you do bring up an interesting point. I mean, it goes into heavy speculation territory, but I mean, even if uh, Xbox were to acquire acquire crystal dynamics uh depending on like a good showing of uh perfect dark uh if they are i mean they are doing the new tomb raider game 
if they are acquired mm-hmm. at some point, I mean, it, yeah, they would have to let them finish the game and then yeah. and so on, right? So, it, but uh, you know, at although the same they did time, have what Rise of the Tomb Raider, you know, time exclu- exclusivity for a year, so. Hmm. But. Yeah. But I guess Phil, you know, said he didn't like to do those anymore. So. <laughs> um, but we'll see. Well, I mean, personally, I don't see. You know, you're spending all that money to keep it off for a year. I, I, I don't see why you just wouldn't uh, go mm-hmm. all the way and just, like, get the exclusive for that game period. Kind of like what they did with Capcom for Dead Rising 3. So, which is... Yeah, that's yeah. true. But then they kind of, like, it was they only did, like, I guess a year exclusive at that point for the fourth one. But um, Yeah. But, yeah, well, but yeah, I'm definitely excited to keep that series going. Um like then just like that game it you know similar to uncharted does have some differences like you're actually like doing like more crafting and um and it's more it feels like more of a uh exploration game whereas like not that tomb raider or not uh not that uncharted isn't but charted feels like it just is more definitely a lot more have gotten to like heavier like combat uh oriented but uh but yeah i'm definitely excited to keep that one going so hopefully get a lot more a lot more tombs i I didn't finish the uh shadow of the tomb raider but yeah i definitely liked how they stepped up the tombs because that's what we're missing kind of in that reboot yeah um you only had to mix you know a little bit of a taste there so um but yeah hopefully they nail it with this uh next entry so Mm -hmm. agreed um yeah and i guess just to end this off with uh unreal engine 5 i really do hope that one thing i would like to see more in games is uh better ai and uh you know because like you look at a lot of like enemy ai these days they're still lagging behind the in the you know from where graphics are i would like to see smarter ai more competitive ai um and so on and i hope you know they would have tools for that in some ways to um you know just you know you can make the prettiest game ever and i do appreciate pretty games don't get me wrong right but i would like to see again like ai intelligence kind of amped up a bit more going into the future as well uh because we only have so many games that actually have like really decent ai like halo uh the old fear games come to mind there's a few others obviously but still uh even half-life like half-life 2 is pretty good ai in my opinion but, uh, well, guys, I think on that note, why don't we uh, move on to another topic and uh, talk some Halo. You know, speaking about uh, Halo AI and whatnot. Uh, 343 has released its first trailer for Halo Infinite Season 2 Lone Wolves, which is scheduled to launch May 3rd. It shows off a couple of new maps, modes, and uh, new Battle Pass items to boot. Now, Centurion... I would love to get your opinion on this, uh, along with everyone else on the panel, of course, but uh, starting off with you, uh, so far, what do you think of uh, Season 2 Lone Wolves? Like, uh, did you like the little uh, mini trailer? Uh, did you catch, like, uh, 343's latest update? Uh, yeah, just, you know, share your thoughts with us. Well, warning everyone, I brought a can of gas and a match with me tonight. <laughs> we're gonna oh start boy. a fire oh boy all right let's okay. go for it i like this it's getting spicy already all right. it's gonna get very um hold on let me also turn on the youtube chat here let's let's keep an eye on this so what did i think of it 
<clears throat> me being uh, somebody who listens to the community, who knows a lot of people who live, breathe, and love Halo, there's going to be a lot of disappointed people out here, especially with the whole lone wolf thing. Um, they're obviously doubling down on not having co-op in the uh, the campaign of the game. There's there's no mention of Forge, any of that stuff. Um, and, you know, if you really look at it from the side of somebody who is a fan of the Halo that was, and we'll get to that was part here in a second. The halo that was, everybody is a, there is a, there is a large amount of people who are the fans of the halo that was that regrettably had some predetermined uh, conceived notions of what halo was going to be in their minds. And this is where reality is going to probably reach through the microphone right now and probably have a grip on you. Halo is doing just fine. If you look at it, there's a lot of hype due to a television show that is hitting the that is hitting the 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 crowd, the people that they were looking for, that broader audience. Regretfully, the fans of the Halo that was regretfully were not part of that project of being part of the broader audience. Because regretfully, you know, the fans of the Halo that was don't outweigh that broader audience that they, that, that they can bring in that is actually showing a lot of hype on the internet. Um, I watched a couple videos from people looking at this stuff on the internet. It's actually quite interesting on how um, that broader audience, that more casual audience is extremely hyped for the television show. They're hyped for season two lone wolf on halo infinite. Microsoft has done a good job of bringing in newer fans to the halo franchise. And this is what they were going for with that free to play model. This is what they have been doing with everything that they have been trying to do with what the direction they've been wanting to go with the halo infinite game. And regretfully, um, this is this is what they want. This, this is what they want. This is what they want for Halo. And this is probably not going to make a lot of people happy. But when you see, like, I caught my boss watching Halo, the television show, at work. Like, he went into a corner and literally turned on a TV and was watching Halo, the Halo television show at work. Um, I mean, it's absolutely insane right now, the people that are tuning into Halo, and I really do feel that this is working for Microsoft, and they are enjoying it. They are wanting to balance out keeping the fans of the Halo that was happy, but regretfully, we are going to see some things change, and this is where um, I really see that at this point, I feel that um, Microsoft um, or the 343 is catering to a different kind of Halo fan, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. Uh, we have heard a lot of uh, these statements and uh, specific wording when it comes to, again, broader audience. We've seen that echoed in recent uh, interviews, especially when dealing with the, uh, the Paramount uh, show and... Uh, you know, it, the thing about Halo Infinite, I mean, I love the game, personally. I really, really do. Um, the, I'm just, I'll be honest, I'm just, I'm kind of bored, personally, with the multiplayer. I mean, 
the the playlists still there's still not a variety when it comes to the playlists and like it is a live service game and it's free to play the multiplayer um there's a lot of good to it again i love the gameplay but i mean the player counts are dropping because people are just kind of bored to be honest or just fed up in general even some of the most hyped up halo content creators if if i could be blunt this is why i never got into call of duty warzone fortnite or any of the the major uh free-to-plays because it was nothing but the literally the same game mechanic over and over and over and i'm i'm adhd as hell and i can only do the same repetitious uh game loop over and over again before i need to move on mm-hmm. yeah and that's fair honestly like it just I- I wish that there was more to make me come back to, and that's the whole purpose of a live service uh, game. And I, I don't know if 343 is really, um, has really transitioned well in, in no. to being a live, like in providing live service content as of well, yet. Let's start the controversy on, let's see what's going to happen with how long this Lone Wolf season lasts. I From the people I've listened to, there's the diehards that want to believe 343 was serious that seasons would only be about three to four months. But from the people that I listen to that play the game regularly, that actually want Halo Infinite to really knock it out of the park and really bring in some strong player accounts, they're having worries that potentially this season is going to last six months. Yes, I have seen that uh, talk echoed uh, around circles as well. And I have seen it around... uh, social media and you know it is a fair comment however again we we will have to see i i, I honestly um i'm curious if, if, uh, yeah go ahead uh Crusader. if they have another six month season with as little content as they had in this last season they will have failed as a live service failed as a live service because they are not going to make the money off of the microtransactions if no one's playing, and no one's going to be playing if there's not new things to do. Mm-hmm. Because they do not have the battle royale style. Uh, what is it? There's a term for the emergent gameplay where every game is somewhat different because of how expansive and um, like full the lobbies are, and how random the loot drops are. Like. It, if you do not have content to back your live service game up or some style of emergence gameplay, you are going to have very unhappy players and a very small player base. We saw this. I've lived through this twice with Bungie and Destiny in Destiny 1 and Destiny 2. They overcame it, and I'm very hopeful that 343 can overcome it, but... They cannot have another six-month season with as little content as season one had. Mm -hmm. Now, I mean, to be fair, in this, like, in the Lone Wolves uh, update in this coming new season, I mean, there there is a bunch of good stuff here. They have two brand new maps, uh, Catalyst and Breaker. I believe one's an arena map, the other one's a big team battle map. And they do look good uh, just from the quick glimpses that we've seen, especially... Yeah, I, I was personally, I agree. yeah, and I was personally looking forward to again Breaker just because it has like the laser that goes through that shoots through the middle of the map, and I always like it when there's active stuff going on in the map. But uh, 
you know, the yeah. content looks good, mm -hmm. right? The content they showed looks good, and it could probably satisfy a three-month season. It's not gonna satisfy six months. Um, so I, if we had Forge right now, right? If Forge was out and usable at this very moment, I wouldn't even be complaining, because. We, the community, could provide the content. The biggest failure on their end was not having Forge ready for launch, not prioritizing it enough. And the fact that it's still not out is probably the biggest thing that's hurting their live service. Because they could be sitting back releasing content very lightly, and we could have unlimited new maps because the community can make them. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know? It's frustrating. It is very frustrating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, and you make a good point there because having Forge does alleviate stress off of, again, like the studio just for creating content because, again, you have the community, you know, making maps and, okay, they, they have to check these maps, you know, before they obviously go into service. But, like, it does give ample variety, right? And they have custom games, you yes, know? Because exactly. I'm sure there's going to be a custom games browser. They added it to, like, they're still adding it to games in MCC, you know? Because there is a separate team that works on MCC at 343. Um, and they're, mm -hmm. they're still updating that game with uh, to make it so that there's browsers for each game so that you can uh -huh. load in and just find a custom game lobby. And, you know, custom games are unlike campaign or match made games because you got the weird games you know like duck hunt or speed halo where you're going down really fast in the warthog and it goes through the teleporters and someone's trying to kill you with a gravity hammer or um uh the jenga one where like people are using the gravity hammer to try and knock you off the tower you know oh yeah Th there's so many fun and awesome game modes that offer it that it's almost like you're playing like uh, Gary's Mod, you know, where you, you go in and you're playing these random weird game modes that are unlike each other and the rest of the game. And the, the fact that we don't have that right now is really, really hurting the Halo community. I think a lot of people would be, they'd still be upset and rightfully so, but they'd be a whole lot less upset, you know, because th there'd be interesting and weird things to do. Mm -hmm. And we're just in this state where they keep making promises, but they don't actually give us information, real information about those promises. And they're not really... They keep pushing things back, and we keep kind of having promises broken or bent, you know? And we're in a, we're in a cycle of we're listening without seeing results. And this is a cycle that, I, that, again, I lived through throughout the entire first year of Destiny 2. First year of Destiny 2 was a miserable time to be a Destiny fan. And, you know, Bungie got back and built up that trust again over time. And now they've launched the best piece of content that Destiny's ever had. And everyone's happy. So, you know, 343 can come back from this. It is just very frustrating that we're here. Very frustrating. That they, they that so many companies are, are falling into the same mistake with live services. And it's it's very frustrating to see a company like 343 do it. You know, mm -hmm. yeah, I feel kind of bad for uh, guys who are responsible, like dealing with the community, because I know it's not easy. Oh, yeah. Like Sketch, <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> like I feel for Sketch, honestly. Like he's had to deal with so much. Um, you know, especially with being like 
again dealing with the community and being like an ambassador for 343 in a lot of ways um you know it sucks because you know you have to give like a lot of answers that are you know kind of non-answers in a lot of ways and uh you know, unfortunately, that's just how it is. Even, like, some of the updates, it's like, uh, you know, they actually, again, to 343's credit, they have covered a lot of stuff. Like, we are getting, like, theater and observer mode, like, big bug fixes. Um, we, there's a new, uh, well, the, there's a new bat battle pass. All the armor that they've shown off looks, yeah, looks really, great. really sick. I mean, there's, like, an elite skull on one shoulder pad. I'm like, dude, that is sick. That's awesome. Like... They, they have some really nice armor going on there. Um, and then if you get the paid version of the Battle Pass, you get uh, like 100 credits, if I'm not mistaken. 1,000. Yeah. Uh, the rewards are being tweaked, which is good. And, yes. you know, there, there is a lot of good here. And again, the modes, like we got Attrition and King of the Hill coming. I mean, I do wish that King of the Hill was there at launch, but again. Like where's Infection? Yeah, infection. Yeah, yeah. Th there's there's core game modes that are just missing that were in every Halo at launch, you know. And it's like, except King of the Hill actually wasn't. That's it. It's it's funny you mentioned King of the Hill. I don't think King of the Hill was in Halo Four or Five at launch. I'll be honest, I can't remember. No, it might have been in Four. I don't think it was in Five though at all. You could modify strongholds to get a King of the Hill like experience, but. I don't, I don't think it was in 5 natively as King of the Hill. Happy to see it coming back. One of my favorite game modes. Because, mm -hmm. um, you know. Um, and I, I love Halo's multiplayer. I hope we're getting some new weapons. Have they said anything about new weapons? Did, did I miss that? Because I, I know they said more weapons would be coming to the sandbox eventually. But did they say anything about new ones in Season 2? I haven't seen anything about weapons. I think they talked about... Okay. I know they talked about armor cores and, like, being able to, like, switch out, like, different armors. They're working on that, along with maybe uh, weapon attachments, if I'm not mistaken, or, as well. Because I, I know right now there, there's a few pieces of the sandbox that are really missing. Like, there, there needs to be a couple other weapons similar to the rocket launcher. Um, we really do need, a like, a power weapon shotgun back to, to fill mm, that kind of yeah. sandbox niche. Like, like there's a few... Um, there's a, there's a few pieces of the sandbox that are just kind of missing. Um, the bulldog is good, but it is a primary weapon, right? It's it's not a one shot. Um, mm -hmm. uh, it's not a one shot shotgun, you know. And uh, and it's not like what they released was bad, right? The the multiplayer is good, but six months with no content is frustrating. Well, yeah, and then you got the recycled events, right? Like, it's yeah. just, you know, I you mean, know. like, don't get me wrong. Some of the stuff is cool. It's just, yeah, they're not really given, like, again, like, you look at the maps, right? These are the first maps coming in May. The game released in yeah. December, like, early December. It's, you know, going on, what, like, five months without, like, uh, new maps? I know it, like, it doesn't seem like a lot of time in the grand scheme of things, but when you're constantly playing on the same big team battle maps and whatnot, you know, a couple of months, it, you know, it just like, you don't feel like playing on the maps anymore because you're kind of bored. <laughs> it has, a, it has a very small selection of maps compared to previous Halo games. Um, you know, and they, they are developing during a pandemic. Sure. But the pandemic is not an excuse to release an unfinished product or to have a poor business model and following. It's a, it's an excuse to delay. 
absolutely 1000% an excuse to delay. Um, mm -hmm. But it's not an excuse to release an unfinished product. Or um, in this case, a they did release a finished product. Like the, the multiplayer was finished at launch. Relatively speaking, game modes missing, arguably you could consider unfinished. But um, if their entire scheme is a 10-year service game for the multiplayer, not having content for six months to me is <clears throat> they did not plan it well enough and it should have been delayed mm -hmm. until they could have had enough of a backlog of content and a stable development scheme. Keep in mind, too, like they also talked about, again, in the latest update, uh, the career progression system, you know, the one where, like, where we actually have ranks and whatnot. They, it's currently in a design phase, which, again, it's good. I'm, I'm happy to hear that they're working on that. And, again, credit to 343 yep. there. But, again, it's like another thing where it's like, well, no dates. So it's like, you know, is that going to be? It might as well be forever because they've been delaying yeah. features, you know, mm -hmm. like delaying co-op. They, they delayed co-op once and they delayed it again. They delayed Forge once and they basically delayed it again, you know. Yeah, so, I think they'll be okay soon. Like, especially once they get Forge out and co-op out. Um, yeah, I, I yeah, agree. I mean, with especially you. being free, like that's the one thing they they do have is that if people had to like buy it and they weren't, you know, getting this content quicker, then people would be like really pissed. But with it being free, people are still gonna be like, okay, that content's there now. Okay, let me, you know actually you know let me check that out that actually looks pretty cool let me jump back in so it's a little bit easier it's like when i was trying to go back because i was a huge destiny player for one and for the first part of two with that first raid but now it's been just hard to jump back in because it's like i don't want to give you money again because i just feel like it's we're going to just go into the same boat <laughs> and sure. not to mention bungie's onboarding is terrible yeah, it's it's awful, for new for people coming back it's like you you must not want new players you must only want the hardcore that stuck around because <laughs> i tried even i was a hardcore player and i'm like i'm completely lost i have so many things and i'm don't know what i'm supposed to be doing <laughs> and it's just like okay cool i'm not gonna spend 30 or 40 dollars to get the expansion just to feel lost and feel like let down again. <laughs> yeah, and you're right there. Them having uh, you, anyone being able to come back at any time for free and having full access to the multiplayer content is a huge boon for them as a service game. Huge boon. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. No, I mean it's you know it's great that again uh, it's very accessible. Like no, it's fantastic that the game is uh, free to play um it just again. and you know people are gonna come back to it mm -hmm. because think about think about uh factions 2 it's been two years since the release almost two full years since the release of last of us 2 and no one's even talking about that that two years went by i mean that was an incomplete game if we're gonna you know they promised it in 2018 they said it was gonna be there for last of us 2 it wasn't but see, no one really, you know, not too many, Sony, you know, Sony fans care about factions too. So, except for the hardcore that happened to play it on the the first uh, first game, um, 
but you know a lot of people love halo's multiplayer so could you know understandably so they're voicing their displeasure with like hey i want you know all of this content there day one you know from the uh from forge to every game mo- imaginable elites as playable you know they pr- pretty much like the, how you have smash ultimate that like literally gave you everything <laughs> that we could ask for oh yeah. you know they want that in this entry but yeah i mean well yeah the playable elites is something a lot of the uh hardcore have wanted for a while now and it would be cool honestly and having, i think it'll be back yeah and having playable elites would lead to uh you know a lot of other situations uh depending how they do it of course like for example i would love to see invasion back personally <laughs> but again yep. you need elites for that and you can have such a cool spin on it to uh Oh no! It just it would be so cool, especially with uh, Forge. If Forge is what it's it's looking out to be, especially you know I've seen some of the leaks, like it's gonna be something special. Go ahead, Crusader. Yeah. Um. You know, I I think I think elites are gonna come back simply because it's an easy monetization scheme, right? It's it, it just is. You know, um, people want it. Um, they can sell it. You know, uh, I I do think. Elites have a huge chance of coming back down the line, um, because uh, I, I always played as an elite myself. You know, um, I, I played as the uh, the Halo Reach limited edition one. Was it the officer? Oh yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, you know what the, I'm talking it's not about. The, it's not the Zealot, is it? No, it wasn't the Zealot. Um, in the campaign, they were all orange. Yeah. Um, they were all orange colored in in Halo Reach's campaign. I don't quite remember the exact name of the uh the, the skin, but like you know, I I would be one hundred percent down to uh to to come back for a season of Infinite where you know the the battle pass was all elite themed. You know what I mean? Like because our first one was Reach themed. This next one's like Lone Wolf themed. Yeah, like season six could be like elite themed, and this is when we're introducing elites as the customization option, and you know the entire battle pass is elite themed. Like that that that's a big thing that they can do. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and actually, did you guys see that uh, the Master Chief Collection? They're adding Flood Firefight to ODST from the looks of it. Uh, I thought that was already added. I don't know. I mean, I saw something. Uh, I, pop I know up. that was confirmed a while ago. Um, uh, let me look. I, I thought that was added in like the last update. Mm-hmm. No, well, I mean, I'll be honest. I I hadn't really uh, checked up on the Master Chief Collection in a little while, but I I saw some news about uh, Flood Firefight uh, with ODST. So I mean I know that they had announced it, but I wasn't sure if it was out yet to be honest. So yeah, it was it was it was flighted a few months ago, and it's officially launching very soon into MCC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, that's cool. Like again, like I'm glad that they have teams working on it. You now I'm pretty. Uh, I'll be definitely uh, going back to that at some point, but. Uh, yeah, guys, I mean, I think we've talked about, like, all we really needed to with, again, the Halo, uh, like, again, the uh, Season 2 update, Lone Wolves. But, uh, again, I'm looking forward to playing it. I'm looking forward to the new maps and uh, the content. I just wish that it was a little more regular, uh, personally. But, uh, again, you know, we all have a say in this, obviously. Uh, 
But yeah, guys, why don't we uh, move on to some uh, other news? Actually, the last topic for tonight. I I know that a bunch of people in the chat uh, would like to hear us talk about this. I know that the panel's probably uh, really jiving to get into it. And uh, there are signs that a popular RTS franchise could be making its way to the Xbox consoles soon, which, you know, when you say RTS, it's like, hmm, I wonder what that could be. And a few days ago, Rise of Nations was spotted on the Xbox Spring Sale on consoles, which is interesting because, again, when I was browsing the sale personally, it was just kind of sticking out at me like a sore thumb because, well, I mean, we haven't seen an announcement for it, at least as of yet. I mean, it just kind of weird. I was like, weird. I mean, there wasn't even like a price for it. Just again, very odd. But uh, Crusader, I'll uh, go to you first on this. Uh, what do you make of this appearance of Rise of Nations on the Xbox uh, console store? Like, it's kind of weird seeing it pop out in the sale. Yeah, you know, the Microsoft store is like, th there's a meme on the r slash gaming leaks and rumors subreddit that the Microsoft store is the number one leaker. Because everything, it, listings come up all the time that accidentally leak things. Like, we had several of the games that got added to the backwards compatibility list back last November all showed up on the store, like, a month ahead of time. Um, so I do think there's a very good chance that something is happening here, right? Um, it, it seems like Microsoft wants to revive a lot if not all of its old IP in some way. And correct me if I'm wrong, but they do own that IP, uh, right? They do, yeah. I think they bought it from... I can't remember if it was, what, Big Huge Games or something? Uh, I remember there was, like, an IP sale or something because the, uh, the studio, uh, I think it went out of business, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Well, well anyways, yeah, they, they own Rise of Nations, yeah, and they did a remaster of it a few years ago. Yeah, so, you know, I think it's very likely that it is among a few RTS projects that are in development over at Microsoft right now. Um, I, I believe that they're going to probably port this to console, um, probably with lackluster controller support, but full mouse and keyboard support. Right. Yeah. Um, I also, we, we know from... Uh, a very credible data miner on the Microsoft store that a entry had appeared on the store for Age of Empires 4 for a test in the uh, Insider program. Um, it was a it was the same code name that um, Age of Empires has. I can't remember the code name off the top of my head right now, but it looked like they were testing it for console as well. So my guess is is that they are planning to, in some way, put a bunch of classic RTSs onto Xbox, um, as well as the, the new Age of Empires 4. And then we also have had a lot of rumblings about an Age of Mythology, mm -hmm. something happening with it. Correct. Um, so that there could be a port of it. There could be another remaster of it because the first remaster was not well received. And that was basically the whole reason why World Edge was created in the first place as a quality control production studio for the Age of series. Um, and, you know, who knows? We could see Age of Empires 1 and 2 even because the, the new re-releases are all designed for DirectX 11 and 12. 
So they, they, in theory, could run natively on the console. They would just need controller support of some kind, very basically, to allow them to run, and everyone would just play them with mouse and keyboard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's just interesting because a few hours ago, right, I mean, I thought, okay, well, you know, it's just some kind of a bug or something. They, they you know, they must have seen that it was up there by mistake. They'll, they'll take it down, right? They'll take it out of the, the sale. Again, a couple hours there. ago, it's still there. Yeah. So it, had, it doesn't have a price or anything. It just says view game. But I mean, if well, it wasn't one of their accounts that said like, hey, I see you guys like saw that. <laughs> like, it seemed like they referenced it. I think it was one of the one I, of their official accounts. I think it was. Well, I think the uh, the Age of Empires account had a little interesting Take. Oh, okay yeah yeah that's what it was i i think that what that's what it was and the age of empires account the twitter account there it was hinting at something for the 14th so i'm assuming april 14th that's only what four days away was that yeah it's uh, this week yeah that, um so that's what thursday yeah thursday i mean yeah just before uh good friday there so i don't know guys should we expect like some kind of uh I don't want to say a showcase by any means, but do you think that uh, we'll get like an Xbox Wire announcement or something with like a, a grouping of a, a couple of um, Xbox owned like RTS titles being like, OK, these these are coming to console now. Um, I think that that is a safe bet if they are being included in this announcement on Thursday, right? Mm -hmm. If we do not hear anything by the middle of this month, I would assume to not hear anything until uh, the showcase, the actual like Xbox showcase. Only because why, if you know, if if you're that close, why not include it? You know what I mean? More content from like a, a bigger variety of people. So if we were to hear about it, I, I would say we'll hear about it next week or so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Centurion Pal, I, like, I don't know if uh, you're interested in RTS games as a whole. I mean, I know that uh, you, you are very strategic in uh, some of your uh, gaming habits, but uh, what do you think of this, uh, this little pop-up here that we saw of Rise of Nations, uh, like, do you do you agree? Do you think that uh, we'll see a console announcement soon, or uh, or is this something that you're interested in as a whole? Well, um, let's just be honest, okay? I gotta be in the mood for an RTS. Um, I have played them. Uh, I mean, I let's just put. I think would Jurassic World Evolution count as an RTS? Uh, it's more of a park builder. Yeah, see, that's what I'm talking about. That's well, where I just really... It's strategic. I don't know. It's strategic. I don't know. It's a, strategy, it's a strategy game. It's just, like, you're not... Correct me if I'm wrong. You're not playing against anyone, right? Like, you're not playing against the AI. You're you're building up the... Right, but I've also yeah. played Civilization. That's the... closer. Civ's turn-based, though. Yeah, turn-based. See, that's so where... You're, you're, you're in the ballpark with the two of them combined. But that just just goes to show I'm like reaching on like have I played an RTS? Um, I I think, Wars? huh? Halo Wars. I did play Halo Wars. There you go. 
um I definitely Halo Wars. Um I enjoyed Halo Wars. I just got to be in the mood for it. Um it, definitely I enjoy games that do make you think. Um hell, I even get down for a good game of chess sometimes. Um but when I see the hype you guys had, I mean my phone was going off, so I had to see what all the hype was and it gets me excited as a gamer when I see other people getting excited for gaming. Um, I'm not going to go down that path of like, oh, this is great for gaming. You know, we're going to bring other games over. Um, other than how about let's just say that it is entirely possible for games like this to show up. I actually saw it on the spring sale. I clicked on it to see what it was. Um, right now, it looks like it's only PC only. Am I right? Yeah, that's correct. But yeah. it, again, it's it, it's on the actual Xbox store like sale itself. Like usually um usually again the PC specific games don't show up on there. Yeah, it, which means it has a console listing behind the scenes to some extent. Uh whether that's by accident or not, but usually if it's by accident, uh like Invader said earlier, it would have been removed by now. Which just means that to me it's a little bit more evidence that something's more likely than not right mm -hmm. but i've personally seen like uh the prince of persia on the three sit on the xbox 360 the cell shaded one you remember the one i'm talking about yeah yeah i do um don't ask me why but that game pops up on so many sales but you can't buy it at least last time i checked you couldn't buy it off of the xbox one store directly you actually had to cross over to the xbox marketplace which was the x the 360 store where you were allowed to buy it digitally and then it carried over through backwards compatibility into your digital locker to the xbox one but for some reason i could not physically purchase that game on my xbox one for the life of me that has to do with um whatchamacallit uh like a licensing issue uh the ballad of uh gay tony for gta 4 is similar to that they still have uh, those games are still unique though in that they have the um the actual Xbox One listing in existence. You just can't purchase it through that listing. And it ha the for the 360 games that are like that, it all has to do with how they were licensed in the first place for sale, and due to stupid licensing laws and issues, they can't be relisted on the new store for proper sale. See, that's where it gets really confusing and yep. really complicated, silly complicated. Um, but I've heard rumors that Age of Empires is coming to the console. It would not shock me in any way for this to show up on the console. Um, and hey, it's good to see Microsoft is uh, reaching back and, you know, using IP that they already have. It's an established IP um from the way i've heard you guys talk about it other people on social media talk about it it's obviously a beloved ip so let's it's definitely going to be interesting um going forward to see how gaming is again once again we talked about earlier gaming is once again changing we're starting to see consoles blurring the lines between pc and console and we're going to start seeing different types of games appearing on console well, remember uh, when we first saw Flight Simulator uh, get announced on the you know the Microsoft stage a couple of years ago? They're like, "Oh, that will never come to console," and of course it had a, a PC release first. Uh, but then, yeah, a year later, you saw the uh, the console announcement 
Um, it's not impossible, guys. It's certainly not. I mean, obviously, uh, mouse and keyboard for RTS is, well, you know, it's pr more preferred, but, you know, there are good examples of uh, controller gaming with R um, RTS controls. I mean, you look at, again, the Halo Wars games, uh, Iron Harvest as well. I've heard a lot of good things about that one. Um, That's in my backlog. Same, actually. Same. I, I feel bad about not getting to it, but it's supposed to be really good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I could see them do it. Uh, I can't remember. I know we've talked about like mouse and keyboard on the console, but is it available for it yet? Yes, has been for. I think it's available since, uh, on Xbox One games even. Uh, it mm -hmm. it has to be implemented by the developer, so it's not native to every game, right? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, for example, like. Rainbow Six Siege and Destiny 2 don't support it, but Halo MCC and Halo Infinite do. Um, it is all up to the developers to choose whether or not they want to include it in their game. I think there's like 60 or so titles that you can play mouse and keyboard with. I, I always play Minecraft on console with mouse and keyboard. Oh, okay. Yeah, you see, again, I'm not like... Uh... I mean, we again, we talk about it on the show, but sometimes we forget, oh, you know, did that launch for the console or not, yep. and so on and so forth. Like, I'll admit, like, some things I am out of the loop on. It's hard to keep up to date on everything, but, oh, okay, that's great to know. Um, But, I mean, again, I'm a huge RTS fan. I really like, uh, I don't think I've ever played Rise of Nations, but it's always, like, I've always had, like, an eye on it, personally. So when I saw Microsoft uh, buy the IP and... Uh, do a remaster of it i'm like oh okay you know I, I would really like to check it out uh so far i haven't uh since it's on i i think it's on game pass for pc if i'm not mistaken but you know it's 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 a highly acclaimed rts game so i am i am really really interested in seeing it uh on console if that's the case but can you guys imagine if it, like there was just some like random intern and like just, that just like turned it on by accident? I was like, oh, oh crap, <laughs> what did I just do? I mean, it's interesting that that came on and it wasn't like Age of Empires four because I did skim through the the spring sale again and I was like, hmm, is Age of Empires four on there? Is any other specific like uh, known PC game on there? And it's like it was only uh, Rise of Nations, which is interesting. So. Kind of, kind of obscure, but at the same time, pretty cool. <laughs> it, it being smaller is actually probably why it sh uh, had less quality control around it. Mm -hmm. Um, if if it is truly coming, right? Because like that, the same thing was true with the um, like those 360 games that were ported. The the games that were like leaked and you could see as coming like a couple weeks before were not very big or flashy games. I think the biggest one of them was like Dead or Alive ult like Ultimate Edition or something like that. But like there was like this weird like Crusader game unaffiliated with my name. I've never I'd never even heard of it before before that leak had come out. Um and it all has to it all comes back to like what we were talking about with Centurion with it being so like complicated and wonky behind the scenes that there, there's so many because there's so many stores interconnected with Microsoft because the 360 store 
uh, is directly tied to the Xbox One store, is directly tied to this weird online web store for the 360. And then you have the Microsoft store and the Xbox PC store, which are like interlinked. So listings get screwed up all the time. And it is glorious to watch. Going on that Xbox 360 store, man, is like suiting up and getting in the DeLorean and going back in time. You're just yeah, like, what is. the hell? We actually shopped here? It's, I, you know, I was looking at it the other day when I was trying to buy the ballot gate Tony, and I was like, how on earth did this UI exist for that long? It's like it's going awful. to that shopping mall you grew up in, but they didn't change one damn thing from when you were a kid, and you walked in, and you're like, wow, how, whoa, this place looks retro. Mm-hmm, yeah, which makes me appreciate the uh, the Xbox One and Xbox Series uh, stores even more so today. <laughs> the their new store that came out like what was it within the last like two years is great. The mm-hmm. the the newer one, I think it released like maybe a couple months before the Series X did. Yeah, 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 I know which uh, which update you're talking about. And if I may say, just to uh, interject on that too, because I've been playing a lot more on uh, my PlayStation 5 as of late, and comparing the interfaces uh, between the, the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series consoles, man, Xbox, like, they just have such a better organized uh, interface, if I might say, like, just leaps and bounds. I'm surprised I don't hear more complaints about it from uh, the PlayStation guys. My biggest complaint about the PlayStation Store is that wishlisting just doesn't work for some games. Like, I legitimately cannot add them to my wishlist. Oh, really? And it's also it, kind of unorganized. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's jumbled all over the place. Like, I was trying to add, I think it was Ghost of Tsushima, um, the, the director's cut. I was trying to add that to my wish list, and I was trying to add, I think it was Until Dawn to my wish list. And I legitimately, for the life of me, that there was no button for it where the button existed for other games. Like, I compared, I, th- I took screenshots and compared them side by side, and I was like, the button's just not there. Where is it? Why Why can I not wish list this game? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But even just the general layout of it, it just, I, I mean, maybe it's because I'm so used to just again the xbox systems and interface being my primary console i mean maybe i don't want to say i'm biased it's just i mean i am used to it right so i'm used to like again just the navigating it but it's just to me everything is so clear i mean even just the way that they have uh again just the way that again all the apps and the games are separated like there's a everything just makes a lot of sense right whereas i don't know the playstation one just to me everything just seems kind of all over the place i don't maybe it's just me but i just i I don't like how it's organized personally i really hope i know that they just did a a big update uh, not too long ago but i hope that there's more coming because oh man i don't know i just uh to me to me it's not good not good at all uh metal gear says no need to wish list until dawn it's free on ps plus oh yeah that's true you can download it in that collection yeah and uh, this was so with until dawn specifically that was before i was um subscribed to ps plus i am now so that's no longer an issue for me and i also at this point have bought ghost of tsushima it was just the fact that there are uh, like a 
not like insignificant number of games that you cannot add to your wish list that I would love to be able to like add to my wish list so I get notified when they go on sale. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so so yes, yeah, so th- uh, who who said that in chat? Uh, Metal Metal Gear Squall. Thank you for uh for for pointing that out. But yeah, I, I am subscribed to PS Plus now and have grabbed almost every game on the PS Plus collection that I actually want in my um, PlayStation library. Eh, just being a good guy, right? You yeah. Know? Yep. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, you know, people in chat who are helpful and point things out, you are the MVPs. Oh yeah, and hey, we appreciate our chat. Definitely, you guys are rock stars. Honestly, like, you know, I love the commentary in the chat. You know. Uh, honestly, like you guys, uh, it's great always having you guys with us uh, each and every Sunday night. Uh, you guys are killer, honestly. From Dreadpool to what just happened, other Zinc, uh, 108 Dragons, Hey Lemon, and so on. So many of you, Fastback and so on, uh, Midway Monster, lots of other people from across the world. Thank you all for uh, jamming out with us uh, each and every night. Uh, you know, I can't say uh, enough about you guys, but. Uh, Let's see. Well, we'll end this uh, off, guys. But uh, Eric, I just wanted to uh, double check with you on uh, Rise of Nations again. This leak and whatnot. Um, like, I don't know if you're really interested in RTS games. Is this like something you would check out if it uh, ever came to uh, console? Uh, maybe. I'm. I don't think I've spent a ton of hours playing RTSs, but uh, I don't think I've ever played any like civilization based ones um i was big on like starcraft back in the day and i think it was work yeah warcraft 3 which was cool because it kind of had like that glimpse of world of warcraft where you'd like uh build up your you know your your base or whatever and then you'd build up your to get your actual like hero and then you could level up that one character you know wreaking havoc and uh so that part so I don't know if I would touch this one <laughs> just because I hadn't really touched the other ones in the past except right. for playing, I think, yeah, I played like Dune way back on the PC and then StarCraft and World of Warcraft, or uh, not World of Warcraft, but like Warcraft 3. Um, so maybe I'd give it a shot if it was like in Game Pass and try it out. Um, but I'd be definitely excited if they, you know, bring over some of those uh with this uh, Activision Blizzard deal, <laughs> bring those over to like uh, Game Pass or whenever they make like newer entries in the future, or bring over like StarCraft Two to <laughs> Game Pass or on the Xbox. That'd be cool. But I might skip this one. But mm-hmm. and that's fair. But it does kind of make you wonder too, because of the Activision Blizzard uh, buyout. Like once everything's done there, you know they're already. Mm-hmm. You know they they've obviously been working on their PC presence. And bringing over, again, some of these classic titles to the console in a lot of ways makes sense. And, yeah, can you imagine, like, bringing over, like, StarCraft or something to the consoles Oof, exclusively on the Xbox systems? Oh, man, that'd be killer. But Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Well, that's it feels like StarCraft 2 came and went, and then... I I'm sure people still play it, but... <laughs> like it didn't make near as big of a splash whereas i think if it feels like on game pass that would be a cool thing for people to check out and people might actually get into that mm-hmm. well diablo's done well on console if i'm not mistaken so yep yeah 
but I, I yeah, because a lot of people weren't yeah. around for StarCraft. That was like back in the '90s. Back I was playing that on dial-up. <laughs> so, oh, I remember those days. I remember uh, StarCraft and uh, playing lots of Tiberian Sun, Command and Comp. Uh, sorry, Command and Conquer Tiberian Sun. That was my jam back in the day. So, uh, oh, I, I remember the days of dial-up. Oh man. Rather forget it personally. <laughs> they need, they need, they need to finish StarCraft Ghost. If they could announce that uh, once they get this Activision deal, that'd be, that'd be, I feel like that'd be not at the same degree of like when they announced like Final Fantasy VII Remake. <laughs> but mm-hmm. like if they actually did that and it like our first glimpse of it like looked good and they like brought that from, because that was an anticipated game. Yeah. You you know pick up your EGM magazine or whatever game magazine you had at that time, and they were showing you like early screenshots of like StarCraft Ghost, and people were like really hype about it, and then it just got canceled. So wasn't a good portion of that game done though? Like it looked like it. Yeah. Like because you were the it looked like you were the correct me if I nor yeah you were a ghost, so you would have been the Terran or whatever. Yeah, it was a girl human right? race. Yeah, because uh, you were one of the characters where, like, uh, it's one of the classes that you can, one of the entry, infantry guys that you can build that basically can cloak themselves. A lot of times you would use them to, like, sneak in to the enemy bases and, like, paint a laser because then you could shoot off a nuke if you were, like, the human class, but you just needed, like, a ghost to paint the laser long enough and not get caught. Um, but like that ghost class, they were hyping this up of like it looked like a third third person, like stealth um, game. But from the you can look up the screenshots because there was a ton. I remember in like magazines of like a it looked like a done game. <laughs> like hey, here's mm-hmm. your preview of you know how they do like those early previews. Like oh, here's this you know screenshot of the game. You know one of the levels. But, yeah, I, I don't know why they never, or they probably just didn't figure that one out, and then they just kind of put it probably on the back burner. And they, they probably were making so much money once, because it was around that same time. Um, or no, I guess it was a, quite a few, it was a few years later when World of Warcraft hit, but they were making so much money by the time that thing hit. Like, I feel like they got into the mood that, like, Rockstar was with, like, Grand Theft Auto of like, hey, we don't really need to make too many games <laughs> at this point. Maybe we'll make another Diablo, which they did finally years and years later with Diablo 3, but once they had that World of Warcraft, they didn't really have to you know, do much else. Yeah, that's true, but I mean, when you again, when you look at Xbox and even, again, uh, whether it be PC or console, they want that content, right? So can you imagine they uh, they pull it out, they uh, dust off the cobwebs, and, I mean, obviously they would have to, uh, I mean, I would imagine they would have to start from scratch because that's what, like an early thou- 2000 game? Oh, yeah. 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 Well, there you go. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, if the idea is still there and everything kind of still holds up, then, you know, I mean you know get the right team behind that uh yeah i mean i could see phil greenlighting something like that because i mean well why not right i mean they like having variety in their portfolio uh moving forward so 
I would, yeah. and you could actually. I think that's why people were hyped about it because it was actually bringing, like, instead of it from the god view that you'd play an RTS from, you'd be getting that world of StarCraft kind of like on the, you know, much closer up, um, you know, combat. So it, like, they could do. There's like infinite ideas of like, you know, combat and things they could do with that game. Um, so I think that would, and it already has, they would already have a huge, even though it's kind of like a new concept of the IP, it's, it already has like a huge household name behind it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. And I think a lot of people would be hyped to, to see that offshoot, uh, come back to life, but, uh, okay guys, I, I think we'll, uh, we're done with that topic, but, uh, I guess we'll, uh, see maybe towards the end of the week if. Uh, Rise of Nations or some other uh, PC-centric titles get announced for uh, console. We shall uh, see how that goes. But, uh, gentlemen, I think uh, that concludes uh, tonight's show. Uh, I gotta say, fun discussions on all our topics. Uh, Those, of course, being Unreal Engine 5, the showcase they had, Halo Infinite Season 2, and Rise of Nations showing up on the Xbox uh, Spring Sale. You know, mistake or uh, more to it. I guess we'll find out soon. But again, guys, thank you to everyone that tuned in tonight. Uh, It's great seeing you all stop by in the chat, as I was saying earlier. Remember that if you enjoyed our chat tonight, uh, then consider dropping a like, sharing the show out, and subbing to the channel. Now, moving over to the outros for the panel. Uh, Let's start off with Centurion. Buddy, hey, loved your stuff tonight. Where can everybody uh, follow you at? Well, gentlemen, uh, it's been a great show. Enjoyed conversating with you. Thank you to everyone in the chat for joining us. For those interested in finding me, please check me out at Centurion1307 on YouTube, Xbox Live, and Twitter. And you can also find me here every Sunday night on the TXR podcast with these amazing gentlemen. And tomorrow, Monday, it will be me and Stubbs Gaming on plastic platforms. Oh, my God, too many Ps. Uh, basically, we're going to be discussing uh, the games we're playing. And, yeah, we're going to have a little fun. We're even going to discuss some WrestleMania. Oh, nice. Yeah, I love uh, what you and Stubbs have uh, going on there. That's some, uh, you know, I, I know you've had a couple of shows already with uh, that show. And um, I, I'm really enjoying it so far. Yeah, we just enjoy having conversations and we just, you know, want to keep it fun. And hence the idea of plastic platforms, because at the end of the day, they're nothing but a piece of plastic that actually should just bring us joy and entertainment. And we should not, for some reason, be getting stressed out and having drama over consoles. Ah, come on, man. You're missing half the fun. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, totally, totally. No, I get it. The guys in the chat, everyone tuning in, uh, definitely uh, check that out. Uh, I recommend it personally. Uh, but yeah, guys, moving on down the list here. Eric, buddy, Shockley, you know, I, I really enjoyed uh, your takes tonight. Uh, very well spoken. Uh, where can everybody listening and follow you at? Yeah, as always, you can find me at Shock Nero on Twitter, Easy Shock on Xbox Live. Um but yeah, good show tonight. Uh, yeah, we'll definitely see what gets revealed this uh, this week. Um, but yeah, good show tonight, and talk to you later. Alrighty, and moving down here, Crusader buddy. Hey, loved your stuff tonight. Where can these fine people follow you at? 
people can follow me at Crusader3456 on Twitter, um, where you will see me talking about news and my general thoughts on basically anything. Um, and you can find me at u slash Crusader3456 on Reddit, where I do a lot of uh, work on r slash gaming leaks and rumors to um, make sure that anything that I can find online leaks or rumor-wise is posted uh, and uh, aggregated when need be. All right, good stuff. Definitely check that out. Uh, all this information is listed down below, too, in the description. So if you didn't catch that, just... Uh look down below and uh just to remind everybody mld couldn't make it unfortunately uh he's uh well just uh, under the weather at the moment but he should be back for the next show and uh yeah timmy you know obviously couldn't make it as well he would have liked to be here but he will be back for the next show as well because everybody misses the tim dog right but to uh, close out the show tonight, everyone can follow my content on YouTube at Invader Gaming. I've been posting uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land gameplay recently. I would like to get out a review as soon as I'm done with it. Uh, fantastic game, by the way. And you guys can also follow me on Twitter at Invader underscore 1986. Really great show tonight, and we look forward to seeing you all here next time. Later, everyone.